it turns out a 10 pound sausage from Stoisich fits perfectly on a Weber kettle. You need a spare grate to flip it. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, everyone. It's Dave Zorko here with Saturday Omaha. And on this episode, it's Food Recognize Food with Travis Liebig and Eric Shu of Sunnyside on Center. Travis is the co-owner of Sunnyside and project manager of the Evergreen Group. And Eric Shu is the head chef, and he's making sure those mountains of bacon, tasty burritos, and other dishes are hot and fresh for you at Sunnyside on Center. But we're going to talk a little bit about Sunnyside. We're going to talk about some food memory and uh, their may even be a weather event in this episode all right here we go well i'll do some some crazy intro like hey this is dave with fatterday omaha sitting here with travis and eric of sunnyside on center i am uh, very fortunate to be sitting in sunnyside on center um, as uh, the service and hospitality industry does they have opened their doors off hours all the tables are up but we're sitting at a comfy uh four top so travis and eric how are you guys doing Doing great. Yeah, I'm doing pretty yeah, good today. I can't great. complain. Yeah, awesome. despite all, yeah, despite the weather, it's a uh, raining outside. But it's, yeah, we, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. we kind of it was it was <laughs> yes. all right earlier, but we picked kind of yeah. a rainy uh, rainy evening here to chit chat. So yeah, which is kind of perfect. I think uh, we both got um, some fun in today outside of work. So yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a this is a nice ending to be sitting inside. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, and you know the the thing is, it may be cloudy outside, but it is very sunny inside. Sunny <laughs> center. So even when it's out there, it's it's sunny in yeah. here. So a very uh, a very happy place having uh, eaten in, gotten takeout numerous times uh, from here. At the definitely the food puts a smile on your face regardless. So there's there's no question there. Awesome. So thank you. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate. Yeah. We love hearing that. You know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the very least. So at the the last time I came in, I think it, I might have actually been sitting at this very table, and uh, I was sitting where where you gentlemen are sitting, uh, facing uh, north there. And I could see this mountain of bacon on the flat top. <laughs> and uh, Eric, I, I'm assuming you were probably responsible for that in some way. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much how every single day starts. Um, <laughs> With a mountain of bacon? That yeah, sounds okay. pretty much. I mean, it depends on the day, but it's upwards of 10 pounds of bacon every single morning. <laughs> so that's it's an interesting start. I don't know. <laughs> if you're in the neighborhood around like 6 o'clock, you can... All you smell coming out of the building is bacon. <laughs> so whenever you roll up early in the morning, it's just that sweet, sweet smell. Yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. So. I'm unable to distinguish it anymore. <laughs> so. That was going to be my next question. Are you nose blind to the bacon? Yeah. At, at that I point? don't smell it when I'm outside the building. Like if I've got to do something outside, uh, I do not notice it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So what's, uh, what, what's happening at Sunnyside on Center besides delicious food? I mean, how's, how's things? It's good, you know. We uh, it's just gotten busier every every week. Seems to just business picks up, and we're just really fortunate of that. One to be staffed and have just a really really great staff here, but yeah. also to be in this neighborhood and um, just being supported by it. I mean, we have so many great regulars here, and uh, so it's it's great. And I think yeah, it hasn't really kind of hit hit home for us. I think. The fact that we opened this during a pandemic, I d it just, I don't know. It seems just weird and sure. so, sort of surreal, but yeah. I mean, for it us never, to survive, yeah. It's, it never it's, really, it was interesting because every restaurant I've ever worked in my whole life, there's always like a big wintertime lull. Yeah. And we just 
didn't have that at all this winter somehow. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, not to brag, but business has just been building and building. And I mean, we're doing everything we can to keep up. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes for interesting weekend days, but for sure. (laughs) Because we are in a very small space, as you can tell. (laughs) Yes, yes. But we we finally have a a patio on the backside, the north side. Nice. That we are uh, working on. So that's going to give us some extra seating, especially during the spring and summer, because we really need it. Absolutely, uh, And uh, I don't know. I think outside is just as nice as being in here. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I were to come in, I feel like I'd find myself out on the patio. But yeah. so yeah. that's that's something yeah. that we're looking forward to. Just kind of having to the extra space because yeah, weekends. I don't know if you've been here on the weekends. It's it's, it's pretty it's, packed. It's just crazy. I've, I've typically come in on the weekdays, and yeah. uh, you guys are still kind of hopping in the morning there. Yeah. And uh, but you still get that food out real nice and quick. And you know, and whenever I've done to go, man, you know, you guys are just on it. So yeah. I mean, that's absolutely one thing we tried to focus on, and I think it's something that is kind of unique to us. Um, if you come in and like, even waiting in line, placing your order, sitting down, or getting to go food, I mean. I'd say probably the longest you're going to wait, like on a slammed weekend, is like 30, 35 minutes, like max. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't think of many other places that can do that well, on yeah. a Saturday or Sunday. Oh, yeah, because weekend brunches are kind of a thing. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, and we really focus on the fast casual, mm-hmm. um, just sort of like environment, which I know is still sort of kind of new and I think weird for people to wrap sure. their minds around a, a breakfast place because you don't really think of a breakfast place as being sort of fast casual but it was something that we just kind of I don't know fell into yeah you know? I mean we really got a leg up on it like opening during COVID I think it actually kind of helped us a bit because we had to redefine what we were going to do and like change around the menu and stuff like that and everything had to be able to travel relatively well oh, if you, not really good because we started doing only takeout for the first month gotcha so you know a, a bunch of runny sunny side up eggs to go doesn't always work oh, as well man. as you might want it as to much do, as so. people well, want it sometimes oh my gosh yeah <laughs> oh no i see pain in your face yeah. The- well yeah we, we still get people that order them on to goes and we're like oh please don't order sunny side eggs to go because like they're so you know they're so fragile and right. so it's like we're just like well you know, it's, you're rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll we'll still come cook them that way, but might be a little yeah. more scrambled by the time you get home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think it really gave us some insight into what we could do as far as to go was concerned. How we were going to manage takeouts like online and during the week, certainly telephone orders. Telephone orders signed like can get pushed to the wayside a little bit on the weekend because we don't have the staff to like sit and pick up the phone or the space for them to do that necessarily. Sure. Yeah, because what you usually have what, three, four people running. I mean, how many people are we've got typically? Three cooks on the weekend. Okay, um, and then we've got three front of house, so six people. Okay. okay, six people running. You know, this place on the weekends, which is kind of, kind of the max, because again, space. Room. We yeah, don't, we don't want to be running into customers and and uh, taking up a lot of yeah valuable sure. real estate with ourselves when you know people are trying to sit down. But. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good, you know, and, and kind of going back to what Eric said, you know, opening during COVID, initially when we, uh, Eric was my first employee, and when we sat down to build the menu, we, we kind of initially thought we were going to be a traditional diner. Uh-huh. The more we kind of sat in this space, and then with takeout to go, 
our menu kind of solidified right there and then and there kind yeah. of what we want to do we thought oh we'll just add on later on and we'll mm -hmm. do different things but it just sort of took off and the burritos have been our best seller i mean, I mean they're, they're kind of good yeah um <laughs> we sell so many burritos and and you know even just like the breakfast sandwiches and yeah. we've just we've kept it really simple and then we try to have really kind of unique and fun specials that right. we do i really try to allow the kitchen guys to just be creative you know and have fun with that and mix it up yeah and uh it seems like customers really like it you know, we've kind of gained their trust, I think, as, sure. the time, as time has gone on. I know some of the, the early specials that we did when we first opened, people weren't real keen on them because I don't think they really trusted us yet. Oh, sure. There was um, one I guaranteed a burrito recently, and I was like, oh, I'd like, I don't know how good of an idea that was, but I do stand by it. It was, <laughs> we had a bulgogi one. Oh. It, had, it had, like, green onion kimchi, and somebody was like, I don't like kimchi, and I was like, I'll buy it if you don't like it. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Awesome. I, I have done that too. I, you know, literally just telling people like, hey, try this. And yeah. If you don't like it, we'll give you something else. But like, I really, for me, it's like trying to get people to try different things and sort of, I don't know. Some of, the, some of our specials trying to kind of redefine what breakfast and brunch is. Sure. Because, um, I don't know. I hate being like sort of pigeonholed on what is breakfast. Yeah. Because I don't personally eat eggs. I don't like eggs. Okay. And breakfast to uh -huh. me, like you go out and it's like eggs and everything. So. Uh, Guy Fieri doesn't like them either. Oh, so man. you know you're. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And, and, Let's bleach that goatee. You know. So like for me, it's like I'll eat cold fried chicken and pizza for like breakfast sometimes. You know. I mean, it's and, kind of a classic. Um, yeah. You know, and so trying to like yeah be unique and have these fun sort of specials that push the boundaries of what breakfast food is yeah and people have i know our our clients have really enjoyed them and so i'm excited to see what else we can come up with and, yeah absolutely and kind of fun things I in mean, the future we kind of try to keep them a little bit lighter during the summer uh and then we end up with some heavier ones during the winter we've had like uh, chorizo scrambles with like chorizo gravy, Ooh, um, and biscuits and, and biscuits and, and yeah, and those are and, those are heavy, but yeah. they're good. Yeah. So, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, and, yeah. As far as menu goes, yeah, we we're, we're just kind of I don't know. Things took off, and it was it was to a point where we kind of couldn't take those items away. Sure. You know, it's like we had already had enough people that knew us for that stuff. And yeah. it was working well for us that we couldn't just like be like, well, guess what? We don't sell it's, that it's stuff. Gone. We don't do it to go anymore. So, yeah, I mean, well, it kind of just defined us. And I'm happy that it did. I yeah. enjoy it. And we've kind of stuck with it. And we just uh, haven't tinkered too much with the menu. And we kind of made some uh, or we made a few kind of popular items, menu items now. So like the brunch Cubano. And the Southwest, the Southwest burrito. burrito yeah. Because we were selling, oh my gosh, like. A lot. So many of those burritos. And it was at least once a day when we didn't have it, when somebody asked for it. <laughs> so just all the time. So, yeah, we just, you know, trying to keep the menu really just consistent. And sure. It allows us, like kind of you said, to put out food quickly. And, and we do make everything to order. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're not like a fast food place. You know? Right, right. 
we make to order. We make our own sausage mixes in house. We try to you know make as many. I mean, we make the sauces ourselves. You know, so we we do a lot of stuff in house. Yeah. Um, which I think sets us apart, kind of from a fast food place but sure. we're not a traditional sit down hang out for two hours diner either yeah, yeah. you've carved out a really cool niche with yeah. with both the food because it's not just you know eggs bacon toast it's chorizo burrito with chipotle cheese or you know whatever or those specials you guys are doing that's really cool so and it it took us a while i was I personally was very uncomfortable, and Eric and I, we, I mean, we fought quite a, not like fight, fight, but I mean, we had a lot of arguments about, yeah, yeah, yeah. about <laughs> what we should be, and, and, you know, I was trying to, I think, be everything to everybody. Sure. And I'm glad I had, like, Eric and uh, Aaron and Sean, uh, the kitchen yeah. guys, to kind of ground me and say, okay, we just, this is who we are. Yeah. And finally, you know, accepting, like, who we are and what we are, and really just um, being, taking that to heart and, and putting a lot of pride in that yeah and you know my kitchen guys i mean they're fantastic you know they <laughs> yeah i mean they put out such such great food and it's it's consistent as can be and and so i'm really proud of them and, yeah i don't know i mean one of my things going into it was like i didn't necessarily like want to compete with like fancy breakfast restaurants um sure and i mean when we started talking and what we eventually came to was just do a really good job at like Things people are familiar with, um, but, like, maybe change them up just a bit. Sure. And, like, I mean, I don't know. I think Travis and I tried, like, 20 different varieties of bacon. Yeah, uh, it, yeah I mean, we, were, we had a sodium problem there. It was all, it was all bacon and sausage sampling, like, seeing if the mixes were good for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, there were two months where it was just the two of us in this building. Wow. Yeah, like just, forty hours a week, yeah. and just, <laughs> just, just bacon, and just <laughs> eating a lot of food and trying different things, and you know, back to like the burritos. Like for me, that was a big thing. I really wanted to do a really good breakfast burrito, and I was basing it off of one of my favorite, which is kind of a hole in the wall breakfast burrito out in Colorado from uh, Santiago's. Oh, okay. They do a a, a mild and a, a mix, a half and half and a hot and so it's like green oh, chili nice. red chili yeah yeah and uh they're just like these great tiny little breakfast burritos kind of weird they have like the meat of the day so each day is different but i really liked them and i always thought it was great and there really wasn't a place in omaha that i felt like you could just get a manageable like travel size <laughs> breakfast burrito uh-huh. you know, everyone, a normal portion of food yeah everyone's you know like selling like a, a massive like arm length burrito and it's like right. oh, that's such a gut bomb and so we sat down and i had a, a like a green chili recipe that my brother had worked on and we worked on that making that vegetarian and then yeah. uh trying to find like a good tortilla was yeah, it was a process. <laughs> well, but yeah. we finally found like the one that we wanted, and so you know, it's 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 been good, and I'm glad that people really enjoy our burritos because that was one thing that we really focused hard on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I love the the kind of R and D that you guys are talking about and putting that together because you know you tried so many bacon, so you get the bacon that you actually you know you want to get behind, and a tortilla 
on a burrito, I mean, that's one of those things that if you get a really good tortilla, that makes that burrito. And it's one of those where you peel off a piece of the burrito and you take a bite of just a tortilla because it's that good. I mean, to spend the time on that. Yeah, so absolutely. No, no, Eric. So I'm just kind of curious. So, so what, what's kind of your, your background? Like what, what have you, where did you start and how did you arrive at Sunnyside? Cause it sounds like you were a key architect with Travis here uh, on menu items. Yeah. I don't know. I've been working at restaurants in Omaha, um, since high school. Uh, Started at B&G Tasty Foods oh, yeah. in high school. He's the loose meat master. Oh, yeah. very I made, nice. I made more loose meat than anyone in this state. I will bargain <laughs> that. <laughs> so I worked there from like 16 to 18. Um, I left there and I worked at Amsterdam. I was also the first employee at Amsterdam. Oh, so you've made a few curry fries in your day yes, then I have. too. Okay. Um, and then when I graduated, I worked at Amsterdam all through college. And when I graduated college, one of my best friends at the time, still best friend, but he bought B&G's. Oh, um, okay. So I went back to B&G's with him for 10 more years. Uh, and wow. then after that, bounced around a little bit. I worked at momo and exarbon yeah um and then travis found me actually through uh my friend eddie that owned bng's oh, okay travis designed all our merch and t-shirts ah, <laughs> okay but i had i kind of had known eric a little bit we had met a handful of times yeah and, and his like brother that. just from like old punk shows and nice. hardcore shows back yeah, in the day. yeah absolutely and uh so yeah eddie convinced me to to hire eric on and uh it's been great. You know, Eric's been, like you said, kind of an architect here as well. And, uh, yeah. and uh, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. So I'm, I've been happy to have him aboard. That's yeah. fantastic. Thank That's you. fantastic. So, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't think I got titles out there. So Eric is the kitchen manager and Travis is a co-owner and also a project manager of some other things having to do with Evergreen. So uh, Bull Moose, which is a newer bar right down the street here. Yeah, um, Bull Moose. Uh, Site One here are all part of that umbrella, right? Yep, and then we have Sunnyside, and uh, we are opening a uh, second Sunnyside location Hello. out in Elkhorn. Yeah. Um, hopefully June, July, we'll see how it goes. And then uh, there'll be a Site One tap room that kinda is right next door to that, so it'll be, it's, it's going to be a new adventure for us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> trying to trying to navigate uh, kind of a shared kitchen space, but it's something that we're working on and really excited to, you know, A, have a second location, and, and B, being out west. You know, we've we've heard it from a lot of customers. We do have a lot of west of customers that come down here that have asked us to go out west, and, and so we're excited. I mean, I think it's going to do really, really well, and... Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. It's it's like opening another restaurant during a pandemic. Can we <laughs> can we duplicate this magic? Um, that's in the back of my mind all the time. That's so. pretty cool to have. I mean, literally canvassing like east to west at Omaha, you know, because we're we're sitting here. You know, we could probably see Council Bluffs if we looked over the hills. And I I live in the east side of Omaha, so I'm very appreciative that you guys are here. And Sunnyside being next to you know Vis Major, Carter and Rye, you got Bull Moose, you guys. This little corridor right here is really like kind of up in its game here you know since you guys have been here in this major and those other spots too it's it's a neat spot it's, it's kind of like mini benson is starting to happen over here as it's growing yeah we hope so you know and um 
There's the, uh, the old theaters being converted into an event space. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I know yeah. they're going to have weddings. Uh, I believe they're, we're hope, they're hoping to have is like a Cinco de Mayo festival out there. Wow. Um, yeah, they're shooting for that to be their first event. Yeah, I think. And then so that's guaranteed to probably bring a lot of business to this to this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Grin and Barrett is opening across the street from here. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, excited to have them here. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, with it'll be interesting to have another more like brick and mortar retail business. I mean, I know they provide a service, but... With Sheely Town next door, you get some of that, and then there's the tailor across the street, Will Styles. Um, yeah. But it's kind of been taken over by uh, restaurants and bars, so it'll be interesting to have yeah. other things for people in the area. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, our hope is that you know somehow we can figure out you know a few more businesses along this corridor, and and um, you know, kind of like we said, Mini Benson or you know. Blackstone or whatever, Blackstone. kind of be the yeah, next. Yeah, Little Bohemia. Yeah, yeah. It's got some great. Areas. Omaha has some great areas. Yeah, I mean, just so many like cool little pockets now. These neighborhoods that have been sort of rejuvenated. Um, I love it. Yeah, and, and it's just, I think it's what this city needs. Yeah. You know? Especially as we just keep expanding west. You know, I feel like you sort of lose that neighborhood feel. Sure. As you get out there, so kind El- of. Elkhorn's great though. Elkhorn is great. I mean, Old Town, you know, yeah, the old part of Elkhorn is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, one of my sisters lives out there. Shout out to Dairy Chef. If you've never been to Dairy Chef, please go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get some tall ice cream. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So, so, uh, Saturday Omaha, so for our uh, third birthday, uh, I asked them to make us a three-foot ice cream cone. Awesome. (laughs) And they they made a pretty dang big ice cream cone for us, yeah. and it was just pretty cool. They they're they're fun. They're reasonably priced, tasty food, man. It's just uh, they stuff. do it right. It's great. Yeah, and I just I love their model. You know, it's like yeah. it's crazy to see just like the mass of people waiting out like side during the summer to get yeah. ice cream out yeah. there. It's crazy. It's awesome. Like the seasonal ice cream shops like that. Like the only one I can think of still in town is Zesto's. And then there's the Tasty Treat over in Council Bluffs and Christy Cream over in Council Bluffs. But, like, sure. the old model, like, soft serve shake malt shop. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, there's still a handful of them, but... Yes. I will probably be eating a lot of ice cream as I <laughs> go out to Elkhorn. <laughs> well, they, they pack... What is, is it? Their, their Storm, I think it is. But they pack more, like, Oreo cookies in, in that blended uh, confection than with just about anybody else. So. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, have you have you guys picked? A, do you guys have a site yet for the Elkhorn location? Or still looking? Or? Yeah, so it's actually on two hundred fourth, and I think it's Blondo Circle. Okay, okay. Um, it's right up there. There's a, it's a new development that they put on the east side of two hundred fourth Street. Okay, so kind of just south before you get into kind of old Elkhorn there and downtown Elkhorn. But um, wonderful. Yeah, it's exciting, you know. Uh, the build-out's been going along pretty well, um, you know, as well as it can be during sure. the pandemic, you know, still waiting on Probably product everything. and a little bit of everything, yeah. appliances and stuff like that, but, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, know? I had heard from, uh, I think it was somebody in, it might have even been Lincoln's Pub, I can't remember who it was, somebody building out in, in Lincoln, and they were trying to get walk-in coolers. And they told him it was a five-year wait. I mean, this was like a year or so ago, but I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't even under – I can't comprehend that. 
That's yeah. half a decade. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you got to search for used walk-ins, I suppose. But yeah, it's um, it's crazy right now. But wow, you know, somehow we're making it work, which is love it. Know. Well, if you, I mean, if you can open up during a pandemic and make it happen and still be, thir- you know, flourishing and, and thriving and, you know, I, I think, you you know, you guys did it right. Like you said, you pivoted. It's just like, hey, we're going to do this menu, but eh, that's not going to work because we got to do everything to go. Let's make that quick change and, and make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been great. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we both had to be flexible, but it worked out. Yeah, and I'm not always flexible, so <laughs> I can be pretty hard hit, like pretty hard headed and stubborn. But yeah, I, I'm glad it. I, you know, looking back on it, uh, you know, now that we've been open for a year and two months. Yeah, almost like three. That, yeah. You know, nice. look, looking back on it, it's. I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. You know. Absolutely. I would kill for some more space, and I'd kill for a walk-in cooler here, but sure. You know, you can't get everything. Right? <laughs> yeah, <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, cool. We'll, we'll circle back to Sunnyside here in a bit, but uh, of course on food, recognized food, I got to ask you guys where you like to eat around Omaha and, and elsewhere. So let's start with Omaha Metro. And, uh, Again, obviously, I mean, Sunnyside, I mean, that's a given. So I eat a lot of meals here. (laughs) So besides Uh, that, where do you guys like to go? What do you, what do you like to eat when you get there? What might people get? uh, Oh my gosh. Um, where do I start? I mean, I have a, like, I have a huge list. So I live in Benson, so I feel very blessed because I have two of my favorite restaurants are in Benson, which is Yoshitomo. Yeah. And shout out to Dave who does an amazing job um and then uh, i love Akron. sure granted i can't eat at both of those places on the regular sure because uh, every time i do i spend way too much money <laughs> um but you know just uh i think it's amazing to have those two restaurants in benson you know oh yeah uh considering both were up for james beard, james awards, beard awards which is i mean i don't know to wrap yeah i can't wrap my my brain around that you yeah know? In, in my little neighborhood to have two sort of like, you know, great restaurants like that. And For sure. Uh, hey, it's break time here on the podcast. If you get a second and you like the show, if you could leave us a review on Facebook, Google, or Apple, that would be super peachy. Also, if you'd like some additional Fatterday content, head over to FatterdayOmaha.com. Check out our Fatterday friends, our print articles, and other stuff. Back to the show. In Bellevue, I love the bomb shop. Oh, bomb shop's awesome, and you can eat like a king for nothing. Oh down my there. gosh! And I always get like two. I have to get like two because yeah, they're I, like I'm, five bucks. I'm a glutton. Yeah, six I, bucks. Because yeah, I'm just like a glutton. Because like I'm like one. They're so good that I don't care that I feel horrible after eating that much. <laughs> um, but it's just like such a gem. Yeah. And uh, one of my other favorite spots when I when I'm down there is a Korean Grill. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, Long I just time spot. oh my gosh, I love the owner. I don't I don't know her name, but she is the she's has such a great personality. And if you've never been there and you go in for the first time, she's gonna ask you if you've been there and, and if you haven't, she's pretty much just gonna give you food that you're like you don't get to choose really. She's just gonna tell you what you're eating that day. Yes. Which I think is great. It just has like that feel of like you're going to your grandma's house and you don't get to decide. She's just like putting in front of you 
the best things. Right. Yeah, and uh, one of our good, one of my good friends is has opened a sandwich shop downtown. Oh. Which, you, if you haven't tried, definitely go try. It's uh, Phil's, which is down by. Oh, that's like brand been, new. Brand yeah. new, just opened this week. But uh, I was fortunate enough to like go in there uh, and try a bunch of stuff before Craig opened the doors. And yeah. It's fantastic. Um, Smoking pastrami. Oh like, my on gosh! Site, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's just a, it's straight up like New York deli style. Like there's no tables. Like you walk in, you grab your sandwich, you get out and it's that's killer. Really great. He does such a good job. And the, the one that is pretty telling I've realized, and it's kind of something we've, we've already talked about a little, I have two different ice cream shops on my list of local businesses. I, I love this. This is good because some, you know, we've had a lot of guests on the show and, and we always get wonderful restaurant lists, but sometimes you know, we get cool bar or dessert recommendations. So yeah. I, I, like I mean, this. I eat ice cream every day of the summer. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm going out to get uh, ice cream, the two that I put on my list uh, is Zesto's up in Florence. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that I always get there is banana milkshake. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like half a banana on each shake. So they use a real banana. Yeah, in absolutely. That's awesome. And you can get malt if it's your thing. Yeah. But I love banana malts. Um, and then the other one that I put on was coneflower. Oh yeah, because um, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. There's there's always been like homemade ice cream in town. Certain places miss certain things, like textures off or flavors not quite there. But coneflower, we're like, we were talking about it the other day here, and we're like, they nail it so hard. And I uh, yeah, I saw that they're opening a second location as well. Which yeah, is, yeah up in, uh, which is well needed since the line is like around the block during the summer. Right. Yeah. 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 I think they're going into is it uh, Millwork Commons area? Yep, does that absolutely. sound about right? Okay. There's a, a saw that there's an archetype going in up there as well, and they provide us with all of our coffee. Um, yeah. I don't know. My other local restaurants were, or one of them was Broncos. I don't know. I mean, sure. it's, it's fast food, but it's it's local and it's like. Uh, I don't know, it's in a special spot because like most like large commercial fast food has like progressed into this weird almost not food. Right. Um and Broncos is still just the same. I know their fries are divisive. Some people hate them, some people love them. Sure. Uh fresh I, cut every day though. I get like a family fry, which is literally an entire to-go bag full of French fries. Right. Um, and it is hailing outside oh now. <laughs> yeah. We're getting we're getting Okay. <laughs> Well, there have been a few claps of thunder, but now we're getting full-blown hail. Full-blown hail. So this is, uh, on record, the first uh, Fatter Omaha food-recognized food during a hailstorm. So, but, yep. uh, wow. Oh. You know, and I do want to say, for someone who eats ice cream all the time <laughs> and bags of french fries, Eric's physique is fantastic. Dude, he, I, I, I'm sitting right, you know, definitely. Uh, does, uh, does not look like he's eating that much ice cream and french fries. <laughs> no, no, no. A, a very svelte individual. So you must be burning off those calories uh, in the kitchen every day. And, I mean, I like have tried to figure it out. I'm like, I wonder how much I sweat or how much, like, <laughs> how many calories I'm going through or something like that. But I, yeah, I don't know. Anywhere outside of Omaha, let's open it up uh, anywhere in your travels or anything along those lines that uh, that you might like to to mention there as well yeah I'll let, I'll let eric go first on this one i think i think his list is probably maybe shorter than mine i've got five but i'll Ooh, i like i'll it. trim um 
The, the first one on my list is a place in Elkader, Iowa. Elkader is like a small town in Northeast Iowa. Okay. It's where like my mom and all of her siblings and my grandparents lived. Um, I have two Elkader businesses on my list. Um, I like this. One of them is called Tumit, and it is a burger trailer that is only open seasonally. Yeah. Um, so it's open. I also have three seasonal restaurants on my out of town this, list. This is perfect. Um, Just let me know what seasons they're open. So summertime. Okay. Every single one summertime. <laughs> um, but Tumit's super special because they have, I don't know who did it, but they have a flat top that they've modified themselves. Oh. Uh, so on a normal flat top, food comes off the front edge and down into the grease trap. Well, they've built a wall instead of falling off into the grease trap and it's full of like about an inch of water uh-huh. and it's all like almost like fried and steamed simultaneous bur- like at the same time burgers and all the water is just full of onions um wow and yeah and so if you want one with onions you say i want one mitt because mitt is with in german um, and they make all their own mustards and stuff. It's awesome. That's killer. Yeah, it's it's like the real deal. It's great. I totally like, want to try this. Yeah, it's super. <laughs> it's only five and a half six hours away. Oh, only. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other one from El Cater is the bakery, which is literally like two blocks away from Tumit. Uh, it's open year round. Okay. Um, but they sell donuts, and there's like one donut that is like a cinnamon pinwheel Ooh. and then has cherry frosting over the top. And like ever since I was a toddler, I have been addicted to those things and trying to find like the same thing here. Yeah. Um, and then they have jelly filled donuts that are like raspberry filled Bismarck's, which I feel like you don't see that often. Uh, and they're super, super good. Um, That's so awesome. I, yeah, it's great. I don't know. It's a special special place, obviously, for my family. Another seasonal restaurant, I'll go through the two seasonal restaurants, um, is the Red Baron Drive-In in Afton, Wyoming. Um, it's like about an hour south of like Jackson Hole Tetons, so it's like far western edge. Um, and it's just an old school drive-in, you know? Yeah. Um, it's all burgers. They have pastrami burgers, which Ooh. is like a weird Utah thing, but it's close enough. Everyone that lives in that area is Mormon, so Utah just kind of spilled into that part of <laughs> Wyoming. Um, and they also have milkshakes, and every milkshake comes with like just a wafer, like a corresponding wafer cookie to the oh, cool. flavor stuffed in the top of it. Nice little extra touch there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other one, which is a very similar, another burger shack that's only open seasonally, uh, is Milts in Moab, Utah. It's the same thing, just like a freestanding building in a like parking lots three or four times the size of the building. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and it's just milkshakes and burgers. I had to trim my list down. <laughs> I, used to, I used to travel a lot for work. Yeah. Like all over the US, and so that was like my favorite part of traveling was food. Yeah. It was like eating. I didn't care about like the other stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, you gotta go you know, to this like museum where you gotta you know, do this while you're there. I'm like, I just want to eat food. <laughs> like, I just want to experience food because I think that tells a lot about a city, right? Sure. And but I kind of I don't know. Again, I always try to find things off the beaten path, and you know, like I, as much as I don't like Las Vegas, like I went to Las Vegas a lot, and there's just a couple spots that I just I really love there. And and back to our ice cream is uh, if you've never been to Love It which is like a frozen custard spot in Vegas. It is fantastic. Nice. They give you so much, it's like a meal of frozen <laughs> yogurt. 
uh, frozen custard and uh, flavors change every day. You can go online. It's a cash only walk up. Nice. Small like brick, like square building. And uh, I don't know. It's like whenever I would go to Vegas, like I would try to go there. Yeah. Because it's only, I mean, even in the wintertime, it's still like 60 degrees. So yeah, it's well, like. Nice part then is your stuff doesn't melt then. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And um, one of my friends used to live there and introduced me to a place called Island Style. Ooh. Which is a Korean Hawaiian fusion restaurant. Oh, wow. In a strip mall. Nice. <laughs> nice. I sense a theme. Um, uh, but, oh my gosh. Yeah, they have like the best bibimbap um, I've ever had. Awesome. And the owners are. Um, really just really nice people yeah uh love it they like you walk in they make you just feel like you're walking into their home one i stumbled upon a pho place one day awesome which in my like still like i had the best memory of this pho it was like a smoked uh black angus short rib whoa and in this massive bowl and they brought it out and you can just smell like the smoke from that meat in the broth lots of deep and, flavor oh my gosh it is it's like one of it, it's still like one of my top 10 like favorite meals it's uh the place is called fabosa that's great and my co-worker <laughs> i remember like I, I got like they brought it to the table and i was just like oh my gosh and i was having a moment and she literally <laughs> was like should i just leave you alone? <laughs> like this, do you need to be with your soup yeah she's like do you need like you, this is getting a little bit weird and i was like you probably need to go sit at another table because like, I, I just need i just need to be alone with this but so i i also wanted to talk to you guys and and if you want to get any in here last minute or send them to me sure can but i i did want to talk to you guys about food memory a little bit too and things that maybe you know influence your love of food uh, or you know significant food events in in your life quite often on the show I, I usually talk about my grandmother's cinnamon rolls just something that you know she would bake and um, you know very very fond memories of that and um, you know or maybe even uh, you know used to do uh, when I was a kid we used to do a lot of La Casa pizza on Sunday nights it was kind of a family thing and so that was kind of a deal so yeah how about you guys what are some what are some things that have really influenced you um, as far as like influential things that I remember, like meal wise from my childhood, uh, like my family primarily cooked at home. Um, my mom went to college at Iowa state in the seventies and she got a home economics degree, um, has since gotten two masters, but, uh, she nice. started out as a home ec major. Um, so we, I mean, we maybe went out to eat once every two or three months. Um, so it was a lot of home cooking. Um, Wonderful. And there are like things that we always ate together that I've since like forced upon my friend group. <laughs> like whenever it's winter time, like you have chili, but before chili, you have to have summer sausage and cheese and carrots and celery with nothing to dip the carrots and celery in. Um, and it's like all of my friends, like one of my friends looks forward to summer sausage and cheese more than chili. And it's just like, he's, he's a strange guy, but yeah, I don't know. Um, That's so like a lot of home cooked meals. Um, when I was a kid, we always went on vacation up in like central Minnesota uh -huh. uh, in Otter Tail County. Um, and we always vacationed with extended family and then we met another family and every single night we'd have cookouts. Um, and so it would be like two or three full-size picnic tables full of people. Wow. And everybody would contribute. And the family that we went on vacation with uh, owned a butcher shop. Oh, nice. Um, so they would just bring like the gigantic igloo coolers full of meat. 
Um, and so I don't know, just like communal meals and stuff like that and ways to make them like fun or even like strange or like goofy with your friends, I think is like really, really fun. Like I used to have a friend party and every year we would get a, uh, a 10 pound, um, bratwurst from Stoicic <laughs> and they would be like, do you want us to link it? And we'd be like, no, just one giant <laughs> curl. And it turns out a 10 pound sausage from Stoicic fits perfectly on a Weber kettle. You need a spare grate to flip it. And it takes an entire bag of charcoal. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Just like that. Is, does that get served on the table? And like you have to pick who carves the bratwurst. And like, I mean, I, you just get a ton of buns and like everybody, and then you oh. leave a knife on it. So everybody just grabs a bun, cuts off what they need, and then it's just the spiral starts closing in and in. Oh yeah. my gosh! That's I, I think I had amazing. like a piece of that at uh, Dudes in the Woods. Dudes in the Woods. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. Wait, wait, Which wait. Is a weird party. It was a yeah. it was a B and G employee party out in the woods. <laughs> Involving a ten pound bratwurst. Yep. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing I remember seeing that going, what is this thing? And then just carving off a piece with the knife and just eating it. Yeah, so, uh, it was great. I have, I have so many questions, but I, I have yeah. so the bratwurst when you get it, so Stroish is awesome, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so is is does it curl naturally on the grate or is it a single large log? How it's does a, that it's arrive? a single it's a single like it's the it's, it's the same diameter. Oh, okay. And then you it just comes like in a like plastic bag in a cardboard box because there's no real good way to carry it. And then you have to then you have to spiral it yourself onto the grill. <laughs> so how, how um, does how does your charcoal get laid out? Do you do the the, the snake charcoal? Or you you just like low because there's only like an inch on either side of the grill for heat to circulate (laughs) um so you literally just have to do like two chimneys full and then you have to you have to put the sausage on the grate and then light your charcoals and then move the grate onto the grill you can't put it on while the grill's already set up um but yeah i don't know like I love things like that. That's and, uh, fantastic. Uh, one that I thought of while we were talking, because you were talking about ice cream shops, <laughs> uh, is um, like one of my favorite food memories. Is like when I was in college, we went to visit some friends that lived in Missoula, Montana, and one of their roommates was working like cherry farms all summer. Uh, so we like went hiking all day and got back to their house, and she was like, "You guys want cherries?" And they just had an entire refrigerator full of Ziploc gallon bags of cherries. Wow. So she like handed one to each of us and we just sat outside in the backyard and each ate like a gallon of like a gallon Ziploc bag of cherries <laughs> and then went to Big, Di- Big Dipper ice cream shop in Missoula, Montana. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. For me, it's a, a lot of it's just like it's so much the people in the experience. Like yeah. one of mine on my list is eating Velveeta mac and cheese in a parking lot in Colorado. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's nothing special about that. But that memory will never go away. <laughs> so how did the how did the Velveeta mac and cheese get, did it get assembled in the parking lot? Yeah, I'd been on like a three week long hiking trip. And this was the last stop. Um, and so we were like, okay, we need to eat before we hike all day. Um, and so we just set up our camp stove in the parking lot and it was like 10 a.m. And it was three of us and we'd been hiking for three weeks straight. So we were very dirty. 
and we were just sitting on the ground in this parking lot eating mac and cheese and there were school buses driving by <laughs> of like kids coming to the national park. <laughs> Um, and we were just three dirty, dirty guys <laughs> eating mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. <laughs> but yeah. I bet that tasted really, really good. It was good. great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How about you, Jeff? Oh, I mean, mine are, mine are a little more bleak, I think. I, I, I guess I should have went first so Eric could lighten the mood. It's hard to follow up a 10 no, pound I know, and it really, it, it really is. You know, I... I don't know. I grew up in like a, a food desert. I grew up in a small town west of Omaha, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, we didn't really go out to eat much. There were just there wasn't much to go out to eat too. Sure. And so, I grew up on a farm. We cooked a lot. My sisters cooked a lot, and uh, you know, a lot of what we raised, chickens, cattle, pigs. Like we pretty much ate what we raised. Yeah. I remember having gardens and stuff like that. Um, you know, for me kind of like i think the the first i always loved fried chicken like that was like uh like a special thing for me like sundays was you know after church eating fried chicken yeah or kind of what you're talking about like your grandma's cookies and like my mm. one grandma would make these fantastic cookies that had cornflakes in them oh which i at the time I always thought was kind of weird but now i like they're just fantastic and i, I wish i could i had the recipe i don't know like she passed away and oh. i'm not sure what happened to the recipe but yeah, I think, you know, for me, like, my earliest kind of, like, food memory of where I started to cook was um, uh, my dad passed away when I was a, a kid. Mm. And so we were kind of forced to cook for ourselves. Like, my brother sure. my brother and I, like, one summer we just ate steak pretty much, like, every day. Huh, that sounds okay. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I had to tell Travis that eating the sheer amount of beef his family did wasn't normal. I'm like, he, we were arguing about chili, beans versus no beans. And he's like, no beans. And I'm like, yeah, but beans are the cheap filler that makes it an affordable thing. And I'm like, not everybody grew up on a cattle farm. <laughs> which is weird because I always had beans in my chili. But as I got older, I love like a Texas chili, which is just no like beans. no beans. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm done with beans and chili. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, after, you know, after my dad passed away, I think like my earliest memory is uh, one of my friends and I, we made egg drop soup and I was probably like 12. Oh, wow. And I was going through like a cookbook and I was like, we're like we could probably make this we could figure this out and like doing egg drop soup was like the first thing i made and and it always sticks in my mind of being like okay like i did this thing i followed the recipes like two 12 year olds making like a soup at like i think it was like 10 o'clock at night that's awesome you know and so (laughs) for me that's kind of you know i look at sort of like being forced to to cook at an early early age and kind of figuring things out for myself and and you know my sisters and my mom kind of helped like navigate helped us navigate how to cook but right uh you know i think i love cooking because it's it's such an art and like it is you you learn you just you screw things up you burn things you know pots of pasta overflow all over the place (laughs) and but that's just that that's a part of it and um you know it's uh, i love that part you know and so that's kind of like yeah i think that's sort of my earliest food memory. Yeah. And then, like, moving to Omaha just opened my eyes to a whole new world. You know, we, I didn't have spicy. There wasn't spicy food where I <laughs> grew up at. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, like, you didn't eat spicy food. It's just it was, everything was so bland. There was so little variety. And then coming to Omaha, I remember the first time I ate sushi. And uh, I thought, 
I'll try the tuna. I love tuna because, you know, as a poor farm kid, you eat canned tuna. Sure. You know. A little different. Than, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> tuna, I love tuna. And yeah, I remember yeah. eating it and the texture was so gross to me that I thought I was going to throw up. And I ended up running into the bathroom and spitting it all out. And I was like, I'm never eating sushi again. And now I love it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's probably it, just so unexpected, you know, it's coming at you. Yeah, it was, you know. And, and uh, so I just, I, I feel like I've come a long ways. And I feel like I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I will try pretty much anything. Yeah. Like, I love food. I love trying different things. I love trying things that are probably gross. You know, I love eating insects. Like, you know, like, I'll, I'll try bugs. Like, I'll try, you know, liver Although, you know, if I have to, um, you know, uni, sea urchin. Sure. Again, the first time I had it, I thought it was disgusting, you know, but I'm... Now you crave it. But now I, <laughs> but now I crave it because yeah. it's always about like, okay, I might not have liked it two years ago, but do I like it now? Sure. And I, I love to push myself on what I can eat. And I think that's... I think that's a great thing too about just Omaha. There is so much diversity in food, you For know. Sure. Like we've we've got some fantastic Thai foods. Some of probably the best like Mexican food in the Midwest. I mean, this this place is Omaha is fantastic. It really is. I don't. I, I hope people realize just how great, how blessed we are to have as many fantastic restaurants as we do. Like, I mean, you grow up in a. I, I grew up in a town of twenty thousand people, and we had a couple fast foods. I remember. Applebee's came to town and it was people were like, Oh, Applebee's. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Applebee's, you know, and this is after I moved away and I'm like, but there's so much better. Like, and you know, we're spoiled here. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we really are. Um, and you know, I, I just, I hope that, you know, a lot of the restaurants can continue to like thrive through this pandemic and through just the hardships that we're going through. There's so many that are, have been closing down or, Places sure. that are short staffed, cutting hours, and you know you see it everywhere. And you know, I hope, you know, I hope something changes. You know, yeah. I hope, you know, I hope, I hope it changes. Because I hate, to, I hate to see like really good, like restaurants closing down. Yeah, for sure, so. absolutely, for sure. Well, you, man, you just, you just summed that up really well, though. It's, it's a wonderful town. We have such diversity here. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta look for it a little bit. A lot, of, like you said, it's, it might be in a strip mall, might be in a little small area, and those might be where the best spots are at, or even a food truck, maybe depending on, you know, what you're looking for, or yeah. you know, places that are, are popping up. Little Bohemia, where, where we're at now, at Sunnyside on Center. And oh yeah, Fizzy's in uh, Little Bohemia. Oh buddy, like, yeah. Shout out to them. Their burgers so fire. Doing great job. So yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, definitely want to be uh, respectful of your time and Travis and Eric. Thank you so much. Um, man, good, good stories. Wonderful recommendations. I really liked, you know, you had mentioned, um, you know, maybe trying a food that you didn't, you know, didn't used to like, maybe see if you like it now. I was definitely that way with sushi. I would never touch it. I love it. And I start craving it now. Or you experience a new cuisine. Let's something like Indian food where the, the flavor palette or the, the spice mix is something you weren't expecting. And it, it takes a little bit to, to learn it. And like now I, I crave Indian food. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. And I totally forgot Kenyara. Oh, Kenyara is awesome. Oh yeah. Shout out to Kim and Ashish. Eric and I just looked at each other. I was like, oh crap. I knew I, knew I was forgetting <laughs> I something. I almost said something to you before we uh, got here. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, there's again, there's just like so many good places for sure in this city. But uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, best Indian 
They're delicious. In town. Kim and Ashish are killing it down and there, no question. Yeah. Two, like, hardworking, <laughs> incredible people. Yep. Like, we, again, going back to the food, food community. Yeah. Like, I want to support the other owners and the other small businesses as much as I can. And, you know, like, the churro spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, Omar, you know, would come in here and, and uh, support us. And, like, I, you know, they have fantastic food. I love supporting them. They just opened a brick and mortar right yeah. by Olivers. Right. And, you know, even, like, Site One. You know, Brady's doing a great job down there with the barbecue. And, yes. You know, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one of those. I don't, I, don't, I don't like being pretentious, so I don't like to just, I don't know. I love supporting, like, again, our neighborhood. Yep. And places I love and people that support us, like, I want to support this community as much as I possibly can. And so, um, yeah. I, I love know. it. I probably love go, it. I'll probably go down to Bull Moose and get a cocktail after this, by the way. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Well, and, I, uh, I, I, if I have a minute, I do want to mention, our hope is, uh, that's, I guess we didn't talk about this when we were talking about early yeah. on, is uh, possibly, like, we're hopefully partnering with them to kind of have like food delivered over there. I was wondering. So, so I was, I was, I, we, I was actually talking to Mr. Brady Hess and we were talking about Bull Moose opening up. Yeah. And I think I had mentioned something about the whole thing where Sergeant Peppers and the, the homie in down there, you yeah. can get the pizza mm-hmm. crime. And he's like, he's like burritos at the Bull Moose. That sounds all right. Yeah, so. I know. He and I had words after that. So oh, I, I, cause I listened to that and I was like, what are you doing, man? And, uh, <laughs> but wait, now it's happening. So, so we maybe? might, yeah. So yeah. So for all, everyone who wants like a cocktail with your breakfast, uh, because, also... because we don't, we don't serve, we don't serve booze here. Um, that'll be like, we hope that's going to be an option we're working on. So you'll be able to kind of have breakfast over there, get a mimosa, bloody Mary, or, you know, bush light, whatever yeah. tickles your fancy also the option and eat a burrito. Takeout option is always available yeah, in case sure. we aren't shuttling food down there. If you're there, <laughs> you can still come here and get yeah. to go food. <laughs> if, if you decide to name it bottomless bulmosas, like, let me know. <laughs> so, all right. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for unlocking the doors on, you know, I, I don't know if it was your day. Well, it sounded like it might've been part, partly your day off, but uh, well, no, Eric, I know you're working this morning for sure. You said yeah, you were, yeah, you were but, slinging, yeah. slinging food back there, but uh, the doors are locked. The doors were opened and here we are and uh i appreciate you guys service and hospitality industry on display as always and i i really appreciate you guys time. thank Thanks. you it's been awesome it's yeah been fun. absolutely all right appreciate sounds it. good we'll sign it off here on Saturday omaha's uh, food recognized food and until we eat again stay hungry our show is recorded and produced by Saturday omaha find more on fatterdayomaha.com and social media Saturday omaha eat this